The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Hello and welcome to the second half of a much-anticipated FIFA 20 gameplay special with two gameplay connoisseurs, Nightwatch, also known as Ivan, and Italian Stallion, also known as Valerio. In this week's podcast, we're going to discuss shooting, whether it's been fixed, whether it's been improved, player positioning and movement changes, advantageous new settings, plus crossing changes too. You'll hear all that and much more in this week's Foot Weekly podcast, brought to you by Foothead and our patrons. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, then it's probably worth going back to listen to that. If you did, you'll be aware that we're going back into the podcast just after the break. Hello and welcome back after the break. Now, uh, Ivan might not know too much about this, but for Valerio, that was a an especially big deal, right? Oh yeah, I, I, I would, you know, I listen to this show, especially it helps my my dog walks. And every time I hear about this epic break mm. mid show, and I was like, what did these yeah. guys do? Like, I want to know. And it was pretty pretty majestic, right? It was. It was everything. <laughs> and more. Uh, yeah, Ivan. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed it as well. But let, let's jump into the the FIFA 20 action with shooting. Obviously a big factor, and both of you mentioned shooting and, and how problematic shooting has been this year, time finishing, going in off weird angles and all this kind of stuff. Now, EA have actually said, and I, I hope this is something that's in the public domain and I'm not just saying something that I've found out myself. Basically, there were some problems with the deeper level shooting mechanics, which was essentially made much worse by time finishing. So it's definitely something which needed a lot of work and um, it feels like they've done quite a lot to it and I suppose the new ball physics has probably helped that as well. Ivan, in terms of playing the game, were the things that you kind of jumped out at you just playing yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, just going back to what you said, the problems with FIFA 19, I think the problems with FIFA 19 are on two levels. First mm. of all, as you shoot, the game, the frames before the shot, turns your player in a way that it registers as if he takes the shot from a good angle, right? Mm. So even if you take it kind of back to goal, the last frames, your, play, your player turns around as if he's aiming in a better way. So as if he's shoulder to goal or his face to goal. And that makes obviously the shot better, as it should. But the game should not turn your player around this way. And that, combined with time finishing, it just makes this so much of an issue. So what in, in 20, what I've noticed is, first of all, 
we didn't go that in depth, so we we just took the occasional stupid shot to see if it works. <laughs> it didn't. Time finishing is a lot harder as well, which is also good, and it's a lot less rewarding. So even if you time a shot, it doesn't like at least on head to head, right? That's a big thing to underline: head to head. So mm. a lot of things can change on foot, but from wh- what we've noticed so far, it's based on head to head experience. So time finishing, even if you green. It feels rewarding seeing the green color, but you can't really see the shot just like rocket into the top net, mm. which is the best <laughs> net. But you didn't really see that many problems in terms of like dumb shots and like stupid animations. What is obviously the most noticeable is finishing for me was consistent. Well, consistent compared to 19, which is not saying much. But it was pretty consistent. Like every time I was in a 1v1 or like through on goal, mm. I was confident I could finesse and score a goal. Like take a smart touch and finesse and score a goal. Because I can already see people just like missing 1v1s, just shooting, facing the goalkeeper. And they're going to be like, oh, it doesn't go in. And I watch that, it's going to go in. Mm. No, you kind of have to be like smart about it. Like take a touch a bit to the side and then finesse it. Or just smart shots, right? And that's for me the most noticeable one. I know Stalin mentioned that there were some things about shooting, finesse, near post, etc. that were overpowered. I didn't notice that because I wasn't particularly paying attention to it. But I guess he can say more about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think one, before I get into like the shooting, I think, Ben, what you said is uh, it's pretty huge. I think it's something where I, in hindsight, I've always I've been thinking, not really recently, but now that FIFA 19 is coming to an end, sort of, I should probably take my own advice on this. The same way, uh, you know, I often say, that uh, I, I see a lot of people sort of trying to make a very complex thing simple and blaming an issue on one thing when it's like a factors. I did this a lot myself for for shooting, right? I, I put a lot of emphasis on sort of timed finishing. I still think that timed finishing, I don't like the concept, even if it's like balanced, even if it's tough to green a shot, I think it's just overpowered. Uh, and just the concept itself, I don't think the mechanic skill that you gain is worth sort of what you would lose in terms of just decision making. But without getting into that, uh, what you said in terms of the underlying issue of FIFA 19 shooting being an actual shooting issue and then time finishing accentuated that as opposed to time finishing broke shooting, right? I think I, I completely agree with that. I can see it myself. And then obviously, you know, speaking with the devs, it, it just makes sense. Uh, so yeah, shooting this year was definitely broken, mm-hmm. and uh, it was definitely my mistake this year to just try and uh, sort of put it all in time finishing because you know you've seen it all before. The game literally turns your player around to create a shot uh, to make a shot viable when you're not really facing or in a good angle, right? So that's like a core issue. That just all these balanced shots. So getting in unbalanced shots going in despite you doing no effort into creating the right angle. And then obviously time finishing made it worse, but it wasn't, it, it, it's not like the time finishing caused that. I think there was definitely, and there was an underlying shooting issue, but in terms of FIFA 20, the shooting, one thing that I probably, uh, I forgot to mention when I tweeted about my experience, uh, which came across really negative, And the only reason before I get into the shooting, it did is because I didn't outright say FIFA 20 in that current state was better than 19, even though it clearly was, because to me, <laughs> it's kind of like a, a no brain. Like it has mm-hmm. to be, you know, it's not a, it, you don't get a brownie points for being better <laughs> than FIFA 19 uh, without sounding, I don't want to sound too salty. But that being said, one thing I was showing Tom, I was like, Tom, this is phenomenal. I remember so many times 
passing, you know, you pass into a striker and then you shoot, right? Without accounting for the fact that there might be a center back in front of you. Mm. And so many times I saw this scenario result in a shot that would just go wider than usual and just go out of bounds. I was like, Tom, this is incredible (laughs) because in FIFA 19, what would happen is the shot would be super accurate and it would either hit the defender, the defender would do an animation where he hunches over and then the striker has the time to get the rebound and shoot again, or it would just go through the legs. And so I was like, this is like great. Uh, so in the, in those aspects, a lot of these shots that where you're not facing or the right angle or even someone might be blocked, I saw a lot more things happening that I want to see happening in those situations. So that was good. The thing that I didn't like was, uh, and obviously really small sample size, both for even and I, was 1v1 finishing for me while doing all the right things. I saw a scary amount. And I told him, I told him, I showed them examples, like a scary amount of 1v1s going wide every time I went for an easy sort of uh, perfectly angled literally as uh, on the level of height in terms of the penalty spot alone no one in front of me of cross body shots just going wide or miraculously saved with the keeper mm. which before playing they said you won't see that as much but I did but maybe who knows they tuned that a little bit more for you I was just build. gonna say yeah uh, um sorry to interrupt but yeah so that's a possibility because it's on the topic and I don't want to come back to it after that uh, yeah. I don't want to be the devil's advocate but I think like the version I played was a bit more updated than yours because of the croquetta nerf which you didn't have and maybe some other stuff that we just weren't told um obviously we were playing between pros right so you won't get like 10 chances per game especially when defending is manual and most pros at this level can defend manually. Um, so you don't get like 10 chances per, per game. But from what I noticed, the chance I got and that I conceded resulted in goals. So I didn't have that much of an experience like Stallion maybe in terms of shots to be able to take like 10 clear shots per game and notice um, disparities in terms of finishing. But what I think I noticed and I'm confident in that, was more consistent finishing. Again, I haven't played near enough or against, like, um, not good enough opposition to be able to have clear-cut chances all the time. So maybe that's just contextual. I didn't have, like, that. It just happened to be that I saw the shots that go in, but maybe they actually took your feedback into consideration and upped the 1v1 finishing. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's so it's so contextual, exactly. and it could also be maybe you were having a great day, maybe I was having a bad day. In any FIFA, you're gonna always have a spell of yeah. things that happen, and you know. So, and also what you said in terms of pro versus pro, and then me obviously not being a pro, but uh, pretty much this, the next best thing in terms of being a competitive player. Obviously not as high level, but I remember there was another guy there which I played for my first sort of six seven games. Uh, who was uh, a German sort of pro player uh, in the sense that, you know, he played events, 30 and 0s, top 100 all the games. And had I only played him, I probably would have been much more happier with the my experience. The moment I started playing um, sort of other players were uh, the moments where I started seeing crazy, crazier things happening. Because when you're playing, when you play as uh, at a high level, when you play qualifiers and such, the way the game plays out is completely different. It's almost like a completely different sort of mindset. So it's almost like both players know what they're going to do and what works and what won't work. So how it plays out is different. Mm. And so when you play someone who's just playing, things could play out differently. Sort of the same thing 
how a City versus Spurs game in the Champions League could have played out differently compared to a City versus Stoke game, right? It's going to play out differently because, you know, one game might be more end-to-end, the other might be uh, more cagey, right? Affair because one team is soaking up the pressure. And that's when the first post or near post shots came to light. I saw, and these were on the same game with Griezmann's left foot, all in the near post side on the left side with his left foot near post shooting from quite the distance, often also mistimed, just flying Mm -hmm. in, right? And I think looking back, this makes sense because the more feedback I hear, the more I see people saying finesses are better. So maybe that has something to do with that, right? A little bit of a boost to the Mm -hmm. finesse shot. So that's what I was saying. I saw a lot of these near post, timed, mistimed, non-timed, all of them, Mm -hmm. just sort of slowly flying in in the near post on the keeper side, sort of like, the old times, hmm. I guess. So yeah, fingers crossed, I guess, if that is a problem that is being looked at. Um, and I guess you fed back about that, obviously. So yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Mm-hmm. And before we move on to set pieces, a change to kind of to shooting, kind of to dribbling, I guess, is the new setup touch. Uh, Ivan, did you try that out when you were when you were playing the game? I tried it once, I mm. think. I mean, just, just to like see the the button combo which we are told is going to be changed to what it was publicly announced a couple mm. days ago so we just tried it out you didn't want to get too used to it as we had other things to focus on mm. um feedback i heard from other people that played was that the shot afterwards is maybe a bit too op which i don't particularly mind because if you leave someone that much time on the ball to be able to take that touch mm. you're probably not defending very well and I wouldn't say you deserve to concede, but like the shot should be good enough if they have so much time to to shoot the ball. I was going to say, it's actually quite interesting because when you think about it, the setup touch, which for those who don't know, is the player, when they stop up, they push the ball out in front of them and then they run onto the ball and, and take a shot. It is like setting themselves up for what they see to be the perfect shot, right? Because that player is presumably setting it up so they can take a really good shot. So I guess it kind of makes exactly. sense if the, if the shot's better. Exactly. Uh, the only issue, issue with it was you can do the setup touch with your first touch. Mm. So that doesn't, even if you defend well, that doesn't give you like enough time to react. And the animation was kind of unrealistic. Right. So right. I think that's something that they're going to they're gonna tune. Mm. Um, otherwise, I think it was good. Because if, again, if you leave your opponent that much time on the ball, chances are you're not defending that well or... Yeah, chances are you're not defending that well because you can see the animation start, you can see the ball going away, so you have time to approach it, to tackle it, or like to block the shot. If you let the shot go through without like being nutmegged or whatever, like in perfect mm. conditions, it's probably your fault, right? The the thing with me was like, because we were playing between pros, we don't leave each other that much time on the ball, yeah, so yeah. we didn't really have the opportunity to test it out. We just wanted natural flowing games to see what things work and what don't. I really want to, I'm looking forward to doing that setup touch and then getting closed down and rouletting someone. That's just uh, what yeah. I'm really looking forward I mean, to, like using it to bait people. <laughs> is that considered a chaining skill moves, right? Yeah, so, well, I don't know. Exactly. That, that's, that's, I the, guess it's not that's a, the balance it skill? I don't know. Um, it should be because it's done with the right analog. Uh, right. Yeah, that's quite interesting, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like a self-pass. So, um, yeah. yeah. I can't wait for people to do that against a stallion and not make him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about free kicks uh this is one of the really big eye-catching changes i suppose your casuals your the bobs of the fifa world um will be really looking to this um uh, something they're looking forward to doing as many people have said already it it does look a bit like the old 
very old gameplay mechanic of free kick taking where you had a little sort of target indicator and all that kind of stuff and there's a lot of information about this online um, so I won't explain it and I think we've talked about it before so uh, yeah just quickly Valerio what are your thoughts on that are you positive about that as a change? Yeah I mean I I never want to be in their their shoe and sort of trying to balance out free kicks because it's hard Mm. so one-sided right for the attacker if it's too good it's unfair free kicks could be as good as penalties but overall I think it's the right direction you're trying to make it adding depth to something that is kind of kind of monotone. I think uh, I've heard you talk about free kicks as well, so I'm excited to see you try that as well. Um, mm. It wasn't completely, completely final in my build. I mean, penalties definitely weren't. Uh, but I think overall, I'm uh, yeah, the key is just going to make it so that it's a fun, it has to be viable, but so long as it's not like as good as a, a penalty kick, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it will be. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, Ivan, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, literally, I agree with with uh, the penalties. They weren't uh, finished on our build as well. And free kicks, personally, I think, uh, given a month, two maximum, between pros is definitely going to be overpowered in terms of, like, be just like penalties. Mm. Be like a 50-50, which top corner are you going to green your free kick, right? So we give them <laughs> that feedback, and I think they'll do changes in terms of, like, nerfing it a bit mm. because I scored my third one. I managed to green and knuckleball my third free kick, just went top bins. <laughs> nice. So if it's that easy to do on a on such a early build, just give pros a month of time and every free kick is gonna be kind of like FIFA nineteen finesse shot meta, right? Mm-hmm. Just choose a corner and move your goalkeeper. If you don't, you're a goner. So it'll be like fifty fifty. You move your goalkeeper one side or you move your goalkeeper the other. Yeah, side. that's yeah. how I feel it could be. But then again, we also want a consistency in our game, right? Mm. And if you do the same shot 100 times, you want it to kind of be in the similar spot. Um, and what's the balance between making it this way and not making it OP, right? Mm. So that's, as Stanley said, like a tough position to be in. But we'll see what they come up with because we give the feedback that it could be OP. And I guess it's up to them to find a solution in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's really true. All right, so we've done passing, we've done dribbling, we've done... Uh, shooting as well now uh, let's get to a listener question and um, just because we've had a question from him literally for probably the last three weeks dj fifa player asks really interested in the changes to manual defending how does the new 1v1 dynamic work and is manual defending rewarded more than we see in fifa 19 yeah i think it's uh sort of the defending aspect is something i've been talking about for uh, and lots of people. Since FIFA 18, I always felt that c- manually selecting someone felt awful. So like I said earlier, mm-hmm. the jockeying feels fantastic. Added on top of that, the new, they call it, what was it, the plan tackling thing? Basically, it, it's a fancy way of saying that when you tackle the ball, there's going to be more odds now that the ball will be tackled in a way that it'll go to your teammate, it'll stick with you, plus the guy you tackle is going to be hunching over for longer. So overall... Uh, yeah, it's fantastic sort of change in mentality and looking to bring the game in a direction where you are, you know, sort of given reasons to manually defend. And when you do it, you're rewarded accordingly. I'm really mm. excited to see how that plays out in foot. Mm, yeah. And uh, I think, Ivan, you're also someone who was very positive about this change. Do we have reason to be pretty optimistic about this? Oh, yeah. As someone who gets very frustrated at how unrewarding manual defending is, Especially compared to AI defending, mm. um, this was this was probably my favorite thing on FIFA 20. Even on head-to-head, where maybe players don't have good defensive stats or like the AI is not that smart and stuff, it was so noticeable. 
Mm. Um, to, to that point where after playing FIFA 20, I came back to FIFA 19, played a couple of games, and it really felt depressing. Mm-hmm. But you play on FIFA 20, <laughs> and you're in defense, you jockey, which is very, very good. The, the feeling of jockey is very good. Mm. Um, so you went, wait for the perfect opportunity, you tackle, and seeing the ball bounce back to an, a teammate of yours consistently, and just like, because I'm in the opinion of manual defending can never be too OP, right? Because you defend yourself. It's your, it's user input. It's what you do. It's not the computer. It's not the AI. And it's the 1v1. So it's you against your opponent. No AI, no nothing. So it can never be really too OP. Because, well, if, if I get tackled 100 times and 100 times the ball goes back to my opponent, I won't be thinking as a casual or as a pro or as a FIFA player, oh, this is too OP, why doesn't it go back to me? I'll think, okay, this is killed, he tackled me, he, he read me, he deserves to get the ball, right? Whereas the, the other way around, if I have the ball and I get tackled 10 times and I get back five, the ball five times, I'm going to realize, okay, that just happened for me, but it, it's going to happen against me. And that's definitely frustrating, right? Mm. So I think what they've done with this is very good. I just hope ultimate team chemistry and whatever the issue is does not in a way negated so there's not like players that can um like dribble through tackles mm. but the way it's implemented and the way it was explained to us because obviously there's some coding and some some mechanics behind it um the way it was explained it made sense it looked good mm. and i assume it's going to be brought out to the public at some point uh, because it was definitely a, a good change to see and even better to feel. Nice. Uh, that's really positive. I think a lot of people would be happy about that. And in, in, in terms of defending and interceptions, Valerio, was there anything you noticed in that regard? Is there any kind of things to note? Precise D. Pete asked, how much better is the success rate from defenders intercepting the ball and then the ball not immediately returning to the possession of your opponent? I actually didn't really get that question, but perhaps that makes sense to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um... It's similar to the tackling in terms of more often than not when the the interceptions occur, uh, it will you'll see it, at least compared to nineteen the ball is bouncing close to you and I laugh uh, because now I'm thinking imagine just like these are fundamentals that maybe just feel better now just because of what the year we've just had but <laughs> I think the reason why it's better but this aspect of the game might not be good enough is because like Ivan and I both said. It's just there's a, there's still room for improvement for the passing. So the interception aspect of the game, even though you can move better, uh, sometimes in situations where you shouldn't have had to move and he mm. passed right next to one of your eye players, maybe you won't see as much of a success or improvement. But I mean, overall, yeah, in this area of the game, improvements all around. Yeah, yeah. Which is always great. That's pretty good. And so one thing that bridges attack and defense is this question from Savage Prime who asks... How is the separation of pace between attackers and defenders? For example, when your striker has a breakaway, do the defenders seemingly have a, a pace boost to catch up and even in some cases kind of warp to the attacker? I personally, I actually don't know whether I agree with that being the case. I think it's just the way that they've done pace this year means there's not so much of a difference. And also when a player's on the ball, they're obviously going to move slower than a defender who doesn't have the ball. But he also says, um, do goalkeepers speed out of the goal as fast as they seem to do in FIFA 19? Well, yeah, well, to the first part of that, so about the sort of pe- feeling of pace in the game, what are your thoughts on that, Ivan? 
I agree with both the question and your comment on it that it's not it's not like coded where your defenders get a pace boost. It's just like the game. That's the way they've done pace this year. And I agree, it's frustrating. And yeah, they've changed it. Again, just like the tackling, the mechanics behind it, and like the coding, they've done something similar to, to mm. these cases where you're through on goal. And I'm quickly going to summarize it. It's different scenarios, whether your player is quick, whether he's quick with good dribbling stats, and whether the defender is quick and strong, slow and strong, quick and not that strong, etc., etc. A mm. bit slower and strong, so the different variables. And you, you get different scenarios. So if, if you have a pacey player, he's going to be in on it, but he's not going to be as quick as a player with the same pace, but with good dribbling stats, because on the ball, he would run better, right? It makes sense. Um, and same thing goes for defenders. Like a, a quicker defender can maybe catch up to you, but if he's not that strong, he won't be able to push you off the ball. He'll just catch up to you, maybe tackle you. If it's a slower defender, but he's better positioned and still catches up to you thanks to his positioning, he will be able to maybe push off the ball. So you have different scenarios which you have to take into consideration. So I think they've done a lot better than 19. Again, like Stanley said, it's not that much of an achievement, but it's still good to see that we have improvement, right? Because I'm personally not used to seeing that. So it's very good to see we have improvement on that. Mm. Um, related to it, because what people do on 19 to avoid defenders catching up is the chaining of fake shots, of the running fake shots, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's, it's considered a skill move, so you cannot do more than two, mm. basically, without kind of losing the ball. So that's one thing to add, because it's a skill move without the right analog stick. Mm. Um, but you don't really feel uh, the need to do it because of the system they've implemented. So you won't have these overpowered players that are 75 rated with 96 pace. They will still be good, but they will need also good dribbling stats, right? Mm. So... Yeah, that's important, and obviously, it will reward in a way manual defending because you have to track the run, you have to know when to commit to a tackle, when to press, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So I feel that, along with tackling, is is a good implementation just because of the way I've seen they've implemented in terms of coding, right? Because other things they might have changed, but this was I can vividly remember the presentation and what they said they've done, and it made sense and it felt this way as well. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good, and. Valerio, question from um, Foot Weekly Ben. How good is Vincent Abubakar this year? <laughs> Should I pick him up from the start? Or uh... I wish I would have had the opportunity to play with this legend. Probably the, the game, first player but... um, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But um, actually, I do have a question um, of my own making up. When you're defending this year and a player, it, basically, what was the optimum way of defending was almost not to press the tackle button. And you just talked about how tackling is more effective. But if I'm standing there and I may even be controlling the player, but if if someone runs into me, is that going to be a, a tackle? Or is it is the player likely to just hold onto the ball and kind of go around me? I mean, um, this is a, a good question as well, because I feel like this year, even though you are not sort of... The game doesn't reward you for a tackling. What it does reward you for is tackling either from behind, so really bad positions, or just getting onto the dribbler and just being on him and that will cause the dribbler to sort of have hunching over animations right mm. what i did like about fifa 20 is that while on the one side ta- on the one side tackling is better mm. they also improved uh, dribbling in the sense that your player will be less 
likely to, I guess, at least that's what it felt to me, to do those stupid animations where he takes an extra touch, he starts feeling more heavy, so you can't just blindly hit someone, right? Mm. Obviously, if you're in a physical battle, you can overpower him, especially with a big center back, but if you're running around with your winger, you can't just get close to the dribbler and hope that he's going to start hunching over, right? And your opponent, you're going to have to... So there was a good balance in the sense that the dribbler isn't completely screwed, Mm. but at the same time, you know, the defender can has his tools to sort of gain the ball back. So you were always kind of inclined to get near the dribbler, but you also couldn't blindly do it. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, that sounds like a quite good balance. So there's, there's some things which I have in my head for ages wanted to be changed in the game, but for some reason, despite becoming a game changer, it's something that's been in the game for years, so I've never really thought to mention it, is the fact that, I don't know whether you two appreciate this, but CDMs, and actually I'm sure you do, Valerio, because you play 4-3-3 so much, just don't seem to sit in the defensive position correctly. They yeah, they yeah. tend to just wander. And I noticed that Tom actually tweeted saying that, it's Tom Cleffey, the gameplay producer, actually tweeted saying that there's a new instruction for CDMs, which means that they're actually going to drop back between your centre-backs, I guess. The way he describes it is, in attacking support, there is a new option, drop between defenders, uh, and this should keep your CDM in the back and maintain the shape of the formation. So, right. Kind of like Busquets does IRL. Yeah, yeah. Or, Jumps between the centre-backs and the wing-backs just go go out wide and like go up front. Yeah, exactly. We didn't test that out, mm. but they've done something new regarding player movement which again they've explained with a presentation and it makes sense because you've seen it and then you've also seen it on your screen while playing is players movement off the ball if you look on fifa 19 which i hadn't really prior to that Mm. comment around fifa 20 is they just like move left right and center without no clear constant purpose Mm. so they move one meter to the left and they stop they go forwards they go backwards whereas on fifa 20 they're kind of more static they position themselves smartly. Where I would say, a I defend it like they're not c- cutting passing lanes all the time, but they just like position themselves smartly in a way that makes sense, right? Mm. So uh, maybe that's gonna impact the CDM um, mm. positioning. I can't really say. So that's that's a that's mm. a question I I can't really say per se, like specifically for for a Viera, for example. But there are some changes that could impact that in a good way, as you said, the instruction and the new player movement in a way off mm. the ball that's really, that's really true that instruction was it in either of your builds of the game i don't i feel like it probably possibly I, wasn't but. i it could have been but i didn't test it out because the reason uh, why I, I didn't see it i was trying to work it out because i i mentioned this to tom like a week ago but it's really good that they've introduced that i think you know i know your fault you did a false nine guide didn't you uh, valerio and the instructions on your CDM, when you say stay back, it just never seemed to work. It's just one of those really frustrating things. Yeah, for sure. It was always like kind of the downfall of the 4-3, but really any formation because it was a mm. core issue. And I think that's why they sort of implemented the instruction at the same time, like even said, made a lot of more static movement. I think that's the way it should be. I think mm. I think it's good for defenses to be more static and hold their position. And that's up to you to sort of player switch around and move them. Right. Obviously, they need to be moving a little bit more and right, a little more. But right now, with how much they move, so many goals you concede can be just because you like your team is getting dragged out way too much without the opponent doing enough to do that. Right. I feel like, but at the same time, they're overpowered in the sense that they track you perfectly. So a good balance for me is like kind of the thing they're doing now is making the defenders static. Mm. 
but they hold their position. So I, I like that. I guess it must make the game look a bit more realistic yeah. as well, right? I should say, actually, that thing about the CDM uh, instruction was actually in a thread from Tom Cleffy, um, which you can find if you go to his Twitter at Tom Cleffy, um, where he's added a few more things and a few bits of feedback from the notes and he's responded to those so basically one of the things that he says is pass block assistance and he says this is a existing setting in the mm-hmm. menus in fifa 19 if you turn the setting off none of your players ai2 would attempt to intercept the ball for fifa 20 we changed it so only your user control players won't attempt to intercept the ball i know i think valeria did you reply to this and say this is a really good thing because i was interested to hear why you thought that oh yeah absolutely i thought it was a great change because uh, you know, every time when you when you're sort of defending and your player sort of lunges out by himself, the answer to me about that complaint was I was like, oh well, turn it off. I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, I also kind of need my other AI players to sort of keep, you know, being smart because it's not like they do the work for me. They just grab the ball that should be grabbed. If mm. you turn it off, you're just uh making it. It's not more skilled. You're literally doing yourself. Uh, you're not you're not doing yourself a favor by turning it off because yeah, you're, yeah. now you're handicapping yourself, more, yeah. even more passes yeah. are going through that shit. Like it's already a problem. You're adding it, so putting that allows you to keep your AI from doing the lunges that they need to be doing. Mm. But the one you the guy you control doesn't. So I think they just perfect. Like best of both worlds, right? You can now turn it off for the guy you select, and everyone else is still doing whatever they were doing otherwise. Nice. And so do you think you'll probably actually um, give that a go? I will definitely try it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I will allow myself to do something that Stalin would call a subtle flex or a weird flex or whatever. But (laughs) (laughs) subtle. That was that setting that like the pass block assistance, whatever. It was yours truly's idea. Oh, really? Right now, I have my hands victoriously (laughs) in the air. And as Corey said, you're not a game changer, but you've changed the game, which is something that will stick with me for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. But right. yeah, I've always thought if that was possible, not, not even to like replace a setting, but just have it as a third additional setting. So have it on, off, and then the one that they talked about now, because mm. it is very frustrating, especially on, on 20, because that's when it came up most of the times. In my head is because manual defending is better. So you try to constantly manual defend, and when your player lunges and he's taken out of the game, that's when it's even more frustrating. Because mm. in 19, you kind of have the AI bail you out. It's like two negatives making a positive in a way. But in 20, you don't have the negative of AI defending, so you shouldn't have the negative of auto lunges when you control the player. Mm. So yeah, yeah. in one of the feedback sessions, I, I suggested it, and I think all the pro players agree that that should not happen. So they've, they changed it immediately. Like They passed it on to the Vancouver office, and the next day they came to us and said, we've implemented that, it's possible, it's doable, we have it in the game already. Well, that's so, really cool. yeah. And that's the optimistic part of them listening and them being able to take our, our feedback into consideration and actually implement it. Mm. Which is why I'm so positive this year, is because I see results. It's not like all words and, and promises, but you actually see your, your feedback and the opinions you give that make sense, obviously, that's not biased be implemented and and that's why yeah. i feel particularly good about fifa 20 than i would normally great well that's a, a i think i think we should complete the trifecta though i was about to say like i did cdm instructions he did that uh, ai interceptions stallion what have you done i i've done no but i, I don't think it's a weird flex i think it's uh it's a great addition and so 
<laughs> we thank you because honestly that and also we the, need that. this is need this that. is also yeah. all we can do is actually say these things it, it takes ea to do a lot of work on their end to, yeah of course to yeah. actually achieve the yeah the, the result yeah anyway sorry i don't know if i should say this i don't know if i shouldn't because <laughs> i don't really want the pitchforks i guess my disclaimer is if it you doesn't work either way trust me <laughs> hey i'll get them either way so whatever I, I worst case scenario i'm thinking whatever dude me and ivan will just fight the pitchforkers because they're coming <laughs> yeah, for us I, at I, this I point we have <laughs> the thing is i don't care because i know what the game could have been what it could be and what it will be and no game is going to be perfect but mm. i mean we all love the game i want the best for it so come at me yeah yeah but basically you know i'm obsessed with passing right yep and uh overall the abstract ideas i have i think are the most important feedback i've given in terms of passing so that doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily like lead to a specific mechanic but there is there is a mechanic that um you know i did tell them you need to do this and you needed to do this with these commands and it came out like the double dink, dink pass. passing yeah, yeah. yeah that's the first thing i dink thought passing when, when i said when you need to do that what did you do and like that's the first thing that come to, came yeah. to mind <laughs> and i said just make it just have it double x that's it mm, nice. like the german pass they still have and then yeah uh, that's pretty good it just does go to show like we've got three people on this podcast two of whom are game changers the other one is not even a game changer and we've implemented things well, not implemented things, obviously, but we've fed back and, and it's been included in the game. So it's a, it's a positive time. And I think there's a lot of negativity in the FIFA community, as we all know. And you can only be positive going into a new game. What's the point in being negative? Exactly. Um, we'll enjoy it, I'm sure, for the first week. Exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe more. Maybe more. Um, just a few things just to end off. Yeah, yeah. We no, didn't no, mention them. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to open it to you. First thing regarding instructions, because you mentioned the only new thing regarding instructions and tactics was... Except the CDM one, which I didn't notice personally, because I didn't look for it. It may not have been in, actually, uh, if it's just something they've mentioned, yeah. Um, you have instructions on goalkeepers, which sounds absurd, but it makes sense because the instructions are sweeper-keeper. So if you want them to come out for, like, through balls or to stay at the back. And same thing for crosses. Come out for crosses, balanced, or just don't come out for crosses. So I thought, thought that was a good touch because... It, it just makes sense. Oh, does this now um, mean you can like lob the keeper from your own half if they've got... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, actually not from your own half. Harry really. Kane style. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, haven't, we haven't tried it because I didn't want to play around with goalkeeper instructions because in order to test the usual stuff, you want as, yeah, as yeah, less sense, yeah. changes and variables as possible. So we haven't tried it. I'm related to goalkeepers coming out for crosses, crosses are... Well, they're not that changed. It's just like the, the heading is not that overpowered. Just like whenever there's a contested header, mm. just the header is inaccurate. So that's a very good change. The thing is, the only thing I'm worried about is the team of the year, Van Dyke. Will he be immune to that because he jumps so high, right? Mm. So I guess we're yet to see. That's why we need foot. One other thing that we mentioned at the feedback session, and we is, never mind, no set of flexes, is remember how the offside trap was on FIFA 18? How you could yeah. literally spam it and just like push your line up high, be it from kickoff, be it to press. Um, and they changed that on 19 with that timer. I never actually knew why they did it. I don't think I got an answer. I mean, I didn't per se ask why. Mm. We just asked if it's possible to be changed back to FIFA 18 because in a way it does look unrealistic, but also at the same time, you never see an offside trap in real life unless it's from a set piece, right? So mm. you never see just like the defense push up synchronized just all four of the backline forwards yeah, so yeah. you just have that dose of unrealism slash arcade feeling in a game 
might as well keep it in, in a way that it's skill-based. Because if I want to defend kickoff or, or any position in order to press and I want to spam the outside trap, it was not that much of an issue. It's not like you could not break through your opponent on FIFA 18 because he did outside trap. So mm. we ask if that's possible to be, to be brought back. We will see if it is because, again, I don't know the arguments of that being reverted back to, to be changed the way it is on 19. So yeah, that's the, the hope I have that it's going to be changed because it kind of adds a new dynamic in defending. Yeah, that's, that's actually yeah interesting. I'm glad you mentioned the crossing thing as well because it's something that I meant to ask but forgot because it's a big bugbear even crossing normally. I think it's been a bit suspect. Exactly, so yeah. the, the way that, yeah, because people obviously talk about El Tornado crossing and all that kind of stuff, but the fact that this is all crossing is, is has been looked at is, is a good positive, I think. So I think that probably does bring us to the end. Is there anything that you wanted to add, Valerio, at the end of, of this podcast? No, I just, I can't wait, man. We need yeah. a new game fast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, these months go slow. But that being said, uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to speak to both of you again before, maybe even before the new new game comes out. And it's been a real pleasure to have you both. So Valerio, great to actually finally get you on a Foot Weekly podcast. Um, what a pleasure it has been. Thank you, thank you. Um, and you are, of course, doing your own podcast with a close friend of yours in the community and it goes out on, on YouTube, right? We we live stream it on Twitch and then if you really can't go to the live stream, obviously, I post it on my channel. Mm -hmm. It's called The Skill Gap and my channel is just youtube.com forward slash stallion sama. That's it. Nice. And Ivan, have you got anything to plug? I don't, I don't know whether you do. You're not, you're not quite yeah. into your YouTube yet. But. No, not really. I mean, I do have a YouTube channel with the whole of two videos, mm. which banked, but, but because it's not gameplay, it's reward. So obviously people are going to watch it. Mm -hmm. But just basically my Twitter, where most of the time at this point of the year, I just, well, this year specifically, I will talk mostly about FIFA 20 because <laughs> I got info that I like to share, like for people to know. So there's there's a whole thread with around 500 replies to questions regarding FIFA 20. So if there's something you thought somebody thinks we've missed, just go on night underscore watch underscore 96 on Twitter. That's my plug. And just mm -hmm. see the whole thread of FIFA 20. And if you have a question, just ask it beneath. Chances are it's probably already answered, but if it isn't, ask. Yeah, nice. And of course, for the best tweets in the game, at Stallion Summer. <laughs> Thank you, very kind. Oh, I might as well plug mine as well while we're doing Twitter vlogs at Foot Weekly Ben. If you have any questions, uh, anything you want to bring up, then you can tweet us at Foot Weekly Pod with your questions or you can email footweekly at mail.com. And uh, once again, a huge, huge thanks to Valerio for being so generous with your with your time, um, filling us in on, on all things Fuse 20 and to Ivan as well. Yeah, it's great to come across you, Ivan, actually. We've not, we've not really chatted before this, so really good to have you. And quickly, listeners, I'm going to the FIFA E-World Cup on Sunday. If you fancy the trip to the O2 in London, it's a great event. I went last year. And if you are there, drop me a tweet at Foot Weekly Ben, and I'll be happy to tell you just how good Vincent Abubakar is. And just to finish off, you'll find in the description of this podcast links to the Patreon page if you would like to support the podcast and get much more in return. Plus, as I mentioned in last week's podcast, a link to the charity that I'm currently away volunteering for in case you'd like to help volunteer or donate. And finally, a thank you for making this possible to Foothead, our patrons, and our icon patrons. Alan M, Alistair, Anthony R, Chris G, Chris W, Dan W, Darren W, Dom, Gabe N, Hunter B, Johan B, Mark A, Martin M, Matt H, Matt L, Paul, Rob P, Roger DC, Sam M, Savage P, 
Sean M and Tyler M. See you next week for the FIFA E-World Cup special. We know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.